Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our podcast where we talk to professional real estate agents who have been doing some really great things to create amazing customer uh, satisfaction and professional services, and they also have some great work-life balance. And today, I've got Kristen Munger. Kristen, how are you? I'm doing great. Super excited to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this. Uh, We really appreciate it. Um, for our listeners, I just was going to kind of give a little introduction of who you are and why you're on our podcast. So uh, I was trying to go back in time. I've been with Windermere for quite some time, and I remember Kristen taking classes from me all the way back to 2004 is when you came on board. So you've been in this business for 18 years. Yes. So you've seen uh, you've seen this market before that we're about ready to embark upon, I, I would I would I would guess. I have seen a lot of markets. I, w- I will definitely <laughs> say that <laughs> What this market is in particular, uh, that that remains to be seen. But yes, I, seen. yes. Well, and for, and for our listeners too, just so you know, uh, Kristen works predominantly in the greater Seattle market and has a good blend of buyers and sellers. Uh, but one thing I do know, uh, Kristen, because we talk about some of your stuff when we teach Ninja, we talk about your your buyer book. We talk about some of the things you do and you're quoted in there a few times and you're such a go-giver by sharing that. But I know that you have great client satisfaction, a really great referral business. And the topic today is that we have a lot of agents that haven't seen, you know, they're new to this business and they haven't seen really what we're about ready to embark upon. And so they say, what do I need to be doing differently? And we kind of joked at the beginning because I said, well, you're not really doing anything differently. You're still using the same basics and the principles and the processes, um, but you're delivering it or it is different a little bit. And I think that's what we want to talk about. So where we're going into, give me some idea about what you're seeing and what you're doing differently, if you will, when it comes to working with your clients. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, that question really got me thinking, and and I you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, and I've actually had the opportunity to talk with a lot of different agents and kind of get their take as well. And um, if I was to summarize the answer, I'd say I'm doing nothing differently and I'm doing everything differently. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. <laughs> so nothing and everything. Um, and and kind of what I mean by that is um, something that I think about quite a bit. So in college, I was on the racing team at the UW, the sailboat racing team. And, you know, you go out in all sorts of weather. Sometimes it's whipping wind and other times you're just sitting there. Right. Uh, yeah, but the goal always being to get from the start point to the finish line, right? Right. Um, just 
the wind and the, and the, the uh, conditions are different every time. And I think that's really how I kind of self-soothe in this market where, where things are, are a little bit up and down and you're not sure what that corner is going to look like when you get to it. Um, and that is that my job doesn't change. My job is really about um, being the trusted advisor to the people in my sphere um, and the people that they refer and um, really just keeping their their interests in mind and getting them to the finish line, whatever that means for them. Right. So that's the, that piece doesn't change. The systems that I use don't change. You know, I'm always trying to make them better and, and do things, but I have a system for a buyer. I have a system for a seller. You know, we have certain events that we um, that we do on an annual basis. So, right. in that sense, there's a lot of uh, a lot of consistency. But then on the other end, the way I'm executing in those processes has changed drastically. Well, um, what I, and what I'm hearing you say, and this is, a, I think, a big key thing that we do in coaching. We talk to our agents about is. Um, you have to standardize in order to optimize. Um, yeah, perfect. And, and yep. what I what I love about what you say is that you you have a standardized system, right? Where you you do the same. It's the same system. If I'm going to work with a buyer, here's what I do. If I'm going to work with okay. a seller, here's what I'm going to do. And I think what the, the market we just came out of, we had a lot of people that were not running any systems, and they were just having success in spite of their lack of systems mm, because yep. it wasn't. I mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, you had a listing, you put it on, and it sold. Yeah, the wind buyer. was the wind was whipping. The yeah. wind was whipping. <laughs> and you had a buyer. I mean, you had to make a bunch of offers, but if you would, but if you were willing to throw enough money at it, mm-hmm. right, and 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 remove all contingencies that you possibly mm-hmm. could, you probably were going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a lot. There was negotiation skills kind of went with that wayside. Um, Pricing skills went by the wayside. Really phenomenal marketing kind of went by the wayside. Um, but the agents that really did well and are remaining do well have standardized, and they have they go no matter what the market is. What you said, no matter what the weather's going to be when I get in the sailboat, I know how to make that sail go up. I know how to make that turn. I know how to do this same type of thing with what you're talking about. You have a system. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And I think um, just to kind of kill that analogy completely. Um, <laughs> just for fun let's see how fun let's just do it it. (laughs) um you know I don't I know you've got listeners in lots of different markets um but one thing about the Seattle market in particular and kind of greater King County is that you know at the beginning of the year we had in some cases less than a day of inventory in some markets and anything you know under I think under three months is what we say is is really a buyer's advantage. Um, six months is is more of a seller's advantage, and in between is kind of balanced. Well, I'm looking at some markets right now that have gone from a day or two days at the beginning of the year to several months. Right. Which, oh, you mean, you mean uh, three months is sellers and six months is buyers? Uh, three, yes. Yes, three months is sellers, six months is buyers. I just want to clarify that. Um, but yeah, so go on with your thought. Yeah, just just that the um the supply and demand ratio has shifted drastically. Yes. Um and you know where we may have set an expectation with a seller um early in the year that they would be sold with multiple offers within a certain time frame, you know, now we may be preparing them for a longer market period. But to your point, we 
do the exact same things. Yes. Um, and, and, and with buyers as well. So I think the whole, um, you know, due diligence that you do with the buyer because they're spending a whole lot of money on something that is really important to them. We had to compress that into a very short window, um, but we were still doing it. We are still having those conversations. We are still doing a price analysis. And I think the agents who maybe didn't do it or started during that time and don't have a process, I think this is a really good time to kind of take a step back and put some processes in place um, because we will go into another, you know, very quick market and eventually, right? I mean, markets right. change. Exactly. So taking this time to really get your systems in place, I think is, is a real opportunity. Um, and for those folks that have them, I mean, I'm, I'm stepping back and going, what do I need to optimize, change, um, customize, so that I'm ready for what's next. Right. One other thing I was going to ask you is, so uh, we have a lot of people because, um, you know, uncertainty is one of our biggest fears as human beings when we don't know. Yeah. And we have a lot of agents that are, uh, you know, if I walk into an office, which we're seeing more of that happen, or I get into it, like we just had the homecoming. And it's yeah. really interesting to listen to conversations of the negative conversations around, oh my gosh, aren't you afraid of this? Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? Um how do you cope with that? Because I know that you're in an office where you have newer people that are there. I mean, mm -hmm. when you hear those things, I mean, how, what, what, where does your mind go when you see the shift that we're about ready to go through? You know, I think um, the conversations that I have with clients and with agents are, are really different. Um, but I think kind of bringing it back to our job as a trusted advisor is really to help our clients get the best possible results in whatever market we're in. Yes. And so that's, that is a, an honor to get to do that. Right? right. And to be honest in a market when things are so uncertain, like they have been for the past several years, people appreciate that more. They appreciate that they know that you're not just going to try to get them into a, the first house possible or right. get it sold in five days when possibly eight days, they would have made more money. Not true in Seattle anyway, but, <laughs> but yeah. you know, that you're putting their interests above your own. And, um, and I think in conversations with agents, the one thing I will say I'm, I'm seeing a lot of um, is that the agents that have been consistent with their systems and kind of more of a relationship-based approach mm -hmm. um, over the past couple of years, they have had some of the best years in their career, at least in our area, right? Like I would I can't, agree. can't speak to other areas. And as such, they're tired. <laughs> There's a little <laughs> bit of, you know, fatigue. fatigue yep. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I was thinking about it. I actually talked with Amanda Reedy, who's on my team, who's fantastic. And I'm like, what are we doing differently? And she's like, we're slowing down a little bit right now intentionally so that we can kind of do some self-care, refuel the tanks so yeah. we can get back out there. Um, and I, and I think that that's happening for a lot of agents that have just had really, um, crazy, big, successful years. Right. And now they're kind of like, okay, I, this is nice. Cause I can take a breather, um, before, before we head into the next market. Uh, and then I think for the folks again, that are newer, you know, that that's a different set of challenges, but I think 
Um, it's easier to get a buyer under contract. And for most folks that are starting out, they're working with more buyers Absolutely. than sellers. So, well, and another thing on that line too, is I think it also allows us to have time to go back and massage our database and go back yeah. and build relationships and go back and actually have time to reach out. And again, going back to, I know you have a consistent flow and I know that uh, because our offices are close, I know when you're doing your client events, because I see you guys bringing <laughs> stuff in or setting up yeah. the tables or doing those types of things. But I think, um, you know, the other thing I've, I've said, and and you can kind of give me, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. But, you know, when somebody says, well, I just don't have any business right now. It's like, wait a second, you always have business if you're running your systems and your flow and, mm-hmm. you're, and you're loving on your people. And I think you do a really good job with that. I would love to kind of hear kind of what you have been doing, right? to manage that because you do have such a great referral business because I think a lot of people forget that that's actually a big part of that's the bigger part of the business in order to have the transactions that's the piece that a lot of them are missing absolutely absolutely and I will um, be the first to say it's been it's been tricky right you know in the last in the last years especially um but I think what it comes down to is whoever I'm talking to or whoever I'm working with they know how important they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we've, so, but also, yes, I mean, we, we've we done an annual client appreciation event um, where we give our clients glassy babies and we've done it at the glassy baby blow, uh, glass blowing studio, which right. many, many people don't have a clue what I'm talking about, but we have- <laughs> They're really cool. I know that, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. those people listening, glassy baby, look it up. They're yeah. really great candle abodes, they, but they do other way other a lot of other things than candles, and they're hand blown and they're beautiful. They yeah. really are, um, and and that's been something we've really look, looked forward to. So with COVID, we made it a drive through mm-hmm. um, initially, and we did it outside. And what was absolutely crazy to me is it was way more fun. Everybody was freezing cold, but people were so happy to just get out and, you know, have an opportunity to um, come say hi. So I think, you know, and also just like reaching out to folks, like we've just had um, a really bad smoke um, episode in Seattle where we've had wildfire smoke and um, just, you know, if you've got some clients that, you know, struggle with health issues, how you doing? And, and, in the smoke, you know, what's no real estate intent, but you're just, just reaching out, showing that you care, um, is, is really the way that I stay motivated and excited about the business is talking to the people yeah. that. Well, um, and one thing I've noticed about you in the time that I've known you and just seeing your business is that, you know, there's, uh, I saw this James Clear was talking about this the other day. He said, you know, there's two types of people there. So he calls problem solvers and problem adders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, problem adders are the people that say, well, because of what's happening, I can't do this. And this is why this mm-hmm. isn't going to work. And this is why this isn't going to work. Well, because of COVID, we can't do our glassy baby event any longer. So what are we going to do? This is horrible, right? Yeah. Versus problem solvers that say, hey, we still can do it. We just have to shift gears yeah. and think about how we're going to do it differently. But always having a mindset that we're going to make it happen and we're going to have an event or we're going to or we're going to have a, a system that's going to going to work. We just got to tweak it a little bit. And yeah. um, I, I think that's when you said you're doing everything the same, but everything different is that you're problem solving, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, we've had some big, big problems to solve in the past couple <laughs> of years. Right? right. You know, but I think, I mean, for those 
of your listeners that have been doing this a long time. I mean, I think that's one of the things about real estate that makes it always interesting, right? Like it's not a job that ever gets boring for me because every client is different. Every market is different. Every problem is different. Um, and yeah. And, and I, the only thing I would say about that too, is that I have relied way more heavily on other agents, other brokers right? Um, and kind of, what are you doing? How are you addressing this, this change? And even um, in a very concrete way in pricing, a property um, for a seller or for a buyer talking with other agents that have pending listings nearby has been absolutely essential yes. um, because in a market that's shifting as quickly as ours is and has been for the last several years, um, talking to someone who sold a home and just looking at the sold data, it, it can be very, very misleading. Right. Um, so that's that's another thing I would say that I'm kind of doing the same and different is that I'm diving in a lot more on the data um, and talking with agents who are in that market right then to try to get the pulse um, yeah. for for pricing listings and and for doing market analysis for buyers as well. Well, and that brings up a good point, too, is that some other things is, is as uncovering options, both on the seller side and the buyer side. So things that we haven't seen for a long, long, long time, like two one buy downs. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> seller concessions, um, buying sellers, buying down the rate. I mean, these yeah. are things too, that, you know, if you've never gone through this before, you're not pulling these things, you know, going back into your toolbox and going, Hey, remember when we did this? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and what's really been interesting to me, and I, I am sure you have even more perspective on this, um, is how quickly the market shifted. Yes. And I think I, I've been calling it kind of the Redfin effect in a way it's like, in you know the past sort of market major market correction that that we had i feel like it was a little bit more gradual whereas this time i feel like buyers kind of went from i'll pay 200,000 over asking to i want an inspection i want financing you know and right. and pulling terms out like i want to be contingent on the sale of my home in may right like yeah. just like wait a second so um, yes. I mean, I think we're all having to re-educate ourselves. It was long enough ago now that I feel a little bit like a new, a new agent, but, but I'm having conversations with lenders, um, about how to go about things and other brokers. And I think that's where you're also relying on your, your broker network right? Um, and make sure there's someone in there who has been through some different markets, um, to talk with about how, how to be successful. You just, basically have to get creative. Right. Yeah. And well, and I think, I think the dynamics too, that, 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 that goes to show that, you know, as soon as interest rates go up by 2%, yeah. how quickly it can flip the market. Right. And not that, not that we went yeah. to a balanced market I mean, we were transitioning that way, but I mean, we went to a very softening seller's market to where you said all of a sudden it was a shift overnight as if all of a sudden the buyers had power. Yeah. You know? They yeah, could, they, could, they could demand some things. They could get an inspection. They could not yeah. go fast. And all of a sudden the sellers are saying, oh my gosh, how come I'm not getting 12 offers in 117%, you know, list to sell ratios. It's yeah. And, and they just saw that their, their neighbor's property closed at, you know, whatever percent over asking, um, but not realizing that was, I mean, and maybe realizing that was a couple months ago. Right. Um, and that's, that's where I don't think we can, kind of go off the cuff in this sort of a market, I, I think you can really do some damage by not doing your homework. And, and I'm seeing that in, oh my in gosh, yes. 
Yeah. Where, where people are, you know, coming on, like potentially not looking great, you know, not pricing really well. Um, and, and they're, they're seeing some significant market times, multiple price drops in some cases. Uh, and I think that, you know, if it's time to, to really up our games, as far as that goes, in my opinion, you know, we've got to be sharp. Yeah. Well, and, and to that point, I think this is good for everyone to hear is that um, just so people know, sellers don't set the market. They don't set the price. Right. Yeah, and, no, and the market re- does. And real estate agents don't set the price. No, no. The, the market is what the market is. And yeah. I think and a really good agent like yourself sits down and says, let's analyze the data. Let's analyze yeah. what's going on. And it's going to give us a range. And then you as a seller need to decide, yeah. does that, does it work for you? Yeah. It may or it may not. And if it and if it doesn't, then why are we doing this? And if it does, then let's do the best we can with the market that we have. You are so right. And I have heard you say on other podcasts of yours too, um, just that whole idea of detaching from outcomes. I think yes. it's never been more critical because people are escalated for all sorts of reasons, you know, financial uncertainty, et cetera. And to go in, if they know you really don't have a horse in the race, they are going to relax, right? Right. So going in and saying, hey, let's talk about what the market is doing. Because just like with your your Microsoft stock, you know, when you go to sell it, it doesn't matter what you bought it at, what matters, or what you want to get for it. What matters is what it's trading at. And that's exactly the same with the real estate market. Here's some examples in your neighborhood, right? You know, here's a house that started at you know, what I would say is a couple hundred thousand over asking, and they've been on now for 82 days, right? Two, two price drops. But then there's a place right down the street that sold in five days. Um, and I spoke with the agent and they, they had multiple offers and went slightly over asking. So it's kind of like, which, which of these sounds good to you? So right. uh, giving well, them a choice. And I think a really good agent also, too, understands the dynamics on both sides. So because you have a great blend of buyers and sellers, I think sometimes it's really helpful for the agent to explain to the seller, hey, let me tell you how I would coach my buyers if this was the listing we were going after. Because now, because you've gone past the days on market, I'm telling my buyers, there's got to be something wrong with it. So we're not bringing our best offer. Yes. And I think so many times what we do is that we forget that just because we're representing sellers, we've represented buyers before and we've been on that coaching side of the, of the game. And yep. we educate the sellers and vice versa, right? Coaching yeah. buyers say, hey, you know what? I got to tell you, they're, they've only been on this amount of time. If you want to come in this low, it's kind of going to be insulting. And, but I mean, you know, but a, a really good agent who's savvy understands that, you know, we got to look at both sides. Well, and I think you started this out asking kind of the, the mix between buyers and sellers for me. And yeah. and I have um, consciously never decided or made a like a business strategy of working with one or the other for that exact reason. I think working with buyers keeps me um, sharper on the seller side and vice yeah. versa, because Absolutely. I... I, I know kind of where the pulse is on both sides of that equation. And, and by the same token, I don't specialize in a price range. I, I don't ever think, oh gosh, you know, it's under this price range. That's not going to be worth my while because actually understanding how the first time buyers are coming into the market is, is important to the health of the entire market. Right. Right. Um, if one portion of the market stalls out that, that holds things up. So. Exactly. 
I have another question I want to circle back on because you talked about like loving on your people and building relationships and staying in contact and knowing who they are. Um, one of the things I'm seeing now because interest rates are so low where people have bought homes and it like they're they're sitting on a house and they got 3% uh, on their loan, right? Yeah. And now they're looking at interest rates at seven. Yep. And they think they might want to leave. But what I'm hearing is there's there's less um, what we call uh, selective moves and more elective moves. And what I mean by that mm. is that people there's more people moving because of change in life. Right. So like if you're, yes. if you're if you're having a baby and your house is way too small, it doesn't matter where the interest rates are. You know, you got to get a new house. Right. Yes. Versus yes. If you just are in a house and you're thinking, wouldn't it be great to have a bigger house? But you sit there and you go, well, but I'm at 3%. And if we bought, we'd be at seven. So those, those are becoming less, mm. but life changes are becoming more. And I think that the agents that I am finding that are really dominating in this world of getting the, getting the transactions is they're tapping in and they're knowing when those things are happening in their clients' lives. Yes. I think that's, that's a really good point. Um, and I think the, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think one of the things I've been talking with buyers and sellers, because a lot of the questions that we get are, you know, is it a good time to buy? Is it a good time to sell? Right. You know, and I don't want to do something dumb by buying now or selling now. Um, and those are valid fears. I mean, this this is a, a large asset for most people. It's their largest. But what I have been saying to folks is like, Unless you're like in this market all the time and have cash, you're probably not going to get it right if you try to time the market. Right. Um, because, you know, a year ago, people are like, I'm going to wait till prices go down. Well, prices are down, but interest rates are up. So you're actually behind where you were, you know, and it's just like the best time to buy a house is when you can afford it. And when you want it, right. right? Like you find the right house, you can afford it, or it's the right investment for you. And and for selling, I would say the same thing. It's like trying to time markets is tricky. Um, I'd agree. So, well, and, and think about it. I mean, it's it's like a it's a weight and balance, right? I mean, if, if prices go up, right, then there's a there's a weight and balance that's making them go up. Vice versa, prices go down, there's a weight and balance making them go up. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be victim to whatever that weight and balance is. Yep. Where yep. You are. And I think you, you always say this, you said this, and I think agents say this a lot. They say, uh, does this feel right to you? I mean, is here's what we are. Here's what we have. Does this feel like this is going to allow you to get where you want to go? And if it is, then yeah. now's the right time. If it's not, then guess what? It may not be the right time, but we don't have a predictor of what it's going to be like in the future. It's just, there's yeah. no crystal ball. And I think asking, I mean, and, and I sometimes don't do this in the beginning and, and I always regret it if I don't, but making sure you're clear on what their goal is, Yes. Um, you know, and even with a home sale, I mean, sometimes people look at me like, I'm, what's wrong with you? You're asking me, of course, it's to get the most money, right? You know, right. yet I've had clients that say to, to have, you know, a good experience and not have to do anything. To yes. just be able to move out and have it taken care of. Or, um, I mean, I've had clients that are giving the entire, all the proceeds to charity. It's like, so not to make assumptions about what people's goals are, but it's also important because it's going to give you an idea of how committed they are to buying or selling now in this market, which is much better to know that going in than to find that out seven months down the road. Yeah, the, the expectation and motivation, right? What's yeah. what's yeah. the motivation? Uh, yeah. Is the motivation, and then what are their expectations? And I love what you said because I think a lot of people in our industry, unfortunately, they assume they assume yeah. that they know, and so they'll, they'll answer their assumption 
right? Yeah. What they're assuming, which could be a completely wrong answer. And so instead of it going into it with eyes wide open, just say, hey, I'm a blank slate. Tell me why you're doing this. Tell me what you want from this. Yeah. You know, the, the way the magic wand, if you can wave the magic wand, have this yes. exactly what is it? And yeah. what you learn is that they're all different. Exactly. And it's it never ceases to amaze me. I mean, I, I've been doing this full time for, you know, almost two decades and I am learning new stuff all the time. Right. You know, I'm hearing new answers from buyers and sellers to questions I've been asking forever. And um, it's just, it just goes to show there's a million varieties on, on the same, the same job. Right. And that's, that's the great thing about it. I think, cause we're always learning. Um, is there anything, is there anything new as, as we roll into this, like, I don't know if you're having younger clients, but, uh, and this is one question that I'm getting a lot of is dealing with the whole social media thing. Right. So I know, you know, we're now we're all having to do Instagram and then all of a sudden, like my daughter's into TikTok, and then there's like Snapchat. I mean, what, how are you dealing with kind of this transition into this, you know, world of like, uh, being, having a presence in that space as well, because I mean, it is, I, I think about, uh, the younger buyers. I mean, a lot of them live in that world or experience us in that world, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes down to just like it does with our clients, sort of like what their goal is. Um, and then how, how we structure things to help them meet that goal. I think that's true for brokers and agents as well. And, um, because my, my business at this point, I'm fortunate enough to have mostly referral yes. and, and repeat business. Um, my social media is really, um, the objective is two things. One, you know, it's, I don't want people to feel sold. Um, but I do want to market my listings and I want them to, you know, look great, feel great, be in a profession, professional sort of sense. And then the other is, that if someone refers me and they go to look, Facebook to look for me or they go to Instagram to look for me, no TikTok talk yet. I'm, I'm not quite that cool. <laughs> um, but but that I'm there and I have a, a presence that that will that will show my brand and show what they can expect if they if they choose to work with me. So um, you know, I'm not spending we don't spend a lot of energy on those those places because what what we find with with marketing our listings is really so much of it is, is, you know, the photos and the marketing yeah, and the absolutely. pricing and other brokers and agents. So um, yeah, I think it just really depends if you were going only after a certain segment of the market that was heavily in TikTok or whatever, right. you that you'd have a different answer to that question. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I've seen your social media too. I think you do a lot of educational stuff where you say, Hey, this is what's happening you know, here's some things you should know, because I think that's really the other piece is that, you know, a lot of people will go there, especially uh, I see, like, even I do this, like I'm scrolling and there's a reel, and you hit something, and you're like, oh, wow, they're talking about what's happening right now. And they're giving me a fresh perspective. Yeah. You know, that resonates. And if you see it and you see it pretty soon, you're like, wow, they're, they seem to know what they're talking about. Um, yeah. And I'm just seeing, I'm seeing more of some of that stuff happening. In fact, I just had a coaching call where someone said, that's on their 23, 2023 map for their flow is okay how do i do a little bit more in that world to show who i am in that space yeah um, yeah so yeah and and to really show up in the same way we want to show up in any client in, interaction how can i be of service how can i make someone's day and i mean i see that on your social media as well it's like you're you're being authentic to who you are but you're also providing value and i think yeah. 
Um, it comes down to, you know, don't just say how great I am and here's my five-star review. It's like, <laughs> yeah. tell me something, right? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Have a, yeah. I, think, I think I was taught early on, somebody told me to have a heart of a teacher, right? So yeah. what you're doing is is lead people better than you found them. And if you can impart some type of uh, knowledge that that you found to help your you, but yes. you're willing to share it, right? And not yeah. just, hey, look how great I am. Look how right. wonderful I am. But more so of, hey, Here's how I would love to help. And I found this helpful. Maybe it'll help you. Kind of a, a humble approach. A yeah. humble approach. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what, what are you excited about for 2023? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, you know, I love stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I'm one of those crazy agents that I, one of the reasons I love real estate is there's endless stats. Right. So I'm, I'm really excited to just kind of see like a different market and, and kind of how that pans out. Um, I'm, I heard this great term and it's um, market agnostic. Uh, and I just, I don't remember who I, sh- I want to give them credit, whoever came yeah, whoever up with it. said it. Yes. Yeah. Cause it was such a great term, but, um, but I think just to see kind of what that market looks like and what are the opportunities in that market for, for our clients, as well as for us as brokers. Right. Right. Um, I do think there's a lot of change in the market. I think we're going to see a lot of people exiting some of whom have been, um, doing real estate for a very long time. Um, and also some who potentially didn't quite plan for it to, to change as much as it it was exactly. Yeah. So I think that does become an opportunity as well, um, for us as, you know, the, for those of us who are in the market and staying in the market. Well, and I, you bring up a great point and some other uh, agents that are in that same kind of world that you're in, in terms of that level of professionalism and the years that have been in it that said, you know, this, and it's these times where we really can uh, take advantage of the market because it is, I mean, I think Matthew said 25% of the agent population are probably going to, you know, go away because of the the shift and they just, they didn't have a good base to, to work off of. And so they're going to go do something else. Yeah. But it's those professionals that have been doing this that are going to be there and the new people that went, that implemented a system. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Out, right out of the gate. Be, yeah. I mean, the, the, the biggest takeaway, if people could get any takeaway from this is if you don't have a system, get one quick. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just do it. It's, that's all. And I, I'm telling myself this, right? Like I, I've done all things Ninja. I love, love Ninja. Um, but it doesn't work unless you do it. And what's crazy is I don't do it perfectly. I do it very imperfectly, but even so just the fact that I'm always looking at things in a way where I want to improve my clients, you know, right. Well-being is why my business is successful. And I think that's, that's the thing that stays the same regardless of the market. Right. And I think you hit a good point. It's, uh, you know, you're not going to be perfect at it. You know, you don't have to do it all, but you got to do something. And if you come at it with the idea that you're building relationships and you're helping people make decisions to embed their lives, it's really difficult to go wrong. uh, Yes. That you're going down. If you're in it tied to the outcome and you're all making it all about you and you're the money you're going to make. Right. Yeah. 
You're going to be real stressed when you're not making it. Um, (laughs) Number one. And number two, I mean, it's such a satisfying job the first way, right? Because you're really making a difference and you're helping people get into a home. I mean, what's more important than that? Um, And especially going through what we've gone through the last couple of years where home became something safe, right? Like it's always been that, but it it took on new, new meaning. And um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a really, it's a really amazing profession. I'm, I'm looking forward to just to get back to your question because I go in all, all directions. Um, I'm also looking forward to some time off. Um, yes. it's, it's been really intense and, um, you know, our, our little sailboat's gotten a little battered up in, in the waves. Um, so, so we're doing some maintenance on it and in the last, um, seven or so weeks or eight, I don't know how many weeks are left yep. of the year. So, so are you, uh, so uh, I know you have a good work life balance. Are you going on a fun trip? Are you going to just get away and just get some recharge time? You know, I am. I'm going to, I'm going actually to Hawaii, which is something I've been thinking about doing for about eight years. Right? So I, I just um, have a coach and he said, after this call, you're going to book that trip. So I did. That's and awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And just, just really also just slowing things down and kind of, looking at what's worked and what, what hasn't worked and, and how, how can I do a better job? Um, not only serving the agent population that's given me so much, um, and the brokers in, in this industry, but also my clients. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, I want to thank you, uh, for being such a go-giver and we do, uh, mention you a lot when we do teach ninjas because, uh, we show some of your, some of your materials that you put out to your clients, but if uh, somebody want to reach out and get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach out if they had questions for you? You know, um, any, can email call, uh, not hard to find me, just Google my name, Kristen Munger. Um, my website is kristenmunger.com. Uh, and I'm, Yeah. And that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N, right? Yes. yes. And I made that mistake before when I've done Ian. Yeah, and M-U-N-G-E-R. Yep, yeah. windermere.com. Windermere.com. Well, I will put that in the show notes. Uh, any yeah. great uh, parting words? Any any little uh, nuggets of wisdom you want to leave people with, the listeners with? You know, I think just something that's really been important to me this year has been to think about the things that really fill your tank and um, prioritize them, you know, find a way to make them happen Um, because we're, you know, we need to be, our asset is ourselves, right? Like, and and that's true in every industry, but it's more true in this, in the sense that we're not, you know, selling a gadget where we are, we are our product essentially. Exactly. Um, So if we're not pouring into it, it's it's just not going to be as strong. And so find the ways uh, that you, you feel rejuvenated. I agree. In fact, I think I saw the seven, seven things to think about, uh, to have a fulfilling life. And I think number seven was life short. So live now. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, True. so know, don't put things, don't put the fun off. Yes. It's a great business, but also like you're doing, you know, take the trips, do the things you're going to do and, and live yeah. life now because we never know. Right. We never know. Yep. It's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time today. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, I wish you the best in 2023. And I'm sure I'm going to see you since our offices are so close to each other. Yep. In the parking lot. <laughs> in the parking lot. And yeah. uh, I will say this to all our listeners. Uh, I, I want to thank you for listening. If you found the content that we're giving you uh, good, please share it. 
Let us know if there's other things you'd like us to talk about. And we always end these by saying, be awesome, help somebody and make it a great day. And again, uh, Kristen, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Lots of Bye, fun. everyone. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.